Welcome to the School for Healthcare Entrepreneurs, the only podcast that provides actionable insights into the healthcare industry. Brought to you by Emeta, the leading communication platform for your healthcare business. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another exciting episode of the School for Healthcare Entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Anmol Obroy, and I'm the co-founder of Emeta a text message engagement and interaction platform for healthcare businesses. Today we have with us a very exciting guest. We have with us Isaac, who's the CEO of Proactive Solutions, a leading online marketing agency in California. I'm super excited about this podcast because Isaac and I have so many things in common, from helping dentists during the week to playing basketball during the weekends, to the extent that we are wearing the same color shirt today as well. So I think this is definitely going to be a very exciting one. And thanks a lot, Isaac, for being on the show. I'm really excited about this one. Hey, thanks for having me on. Uh, yeah, I played basketball two two nights ago, so oh, wow. I'm feeling good headed into the weekend. Great. Uh, I'm I'm sure that someday you know both of us are going to play together, and and I'm just waiting for that. Apart from just doing the podcast, let's like do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Absolutely. Um, all right. So <clears throat> you know, before we jump into the specifics of how you help healthcare businesses, dentists, um, and, and what are the things that you've learned. Uh, it'd be great if you could uh, briefly introduce yourself, Isaac, and tell us a little bit about you know, Proactive SEO Solutions. Yeah, so Proactive SEO Solutions, we're, we're based in California. We're um, right at the border between uh, Long Beach and Orange County in the LA area. But we work with clients all over the country, um, a lot of medical, a lot of dental, Basically, in the business of, uh, I, would, I would call us a, a client acquisition marketing company. Right. So we do SEO, we do web design, reputation management, social media, uh, Facebook and Google and Instagram ads. But, you know, the end goal is to drive leads uh, to businesses uh, in the form of patients, in the form of customers, in the form of sales. So that's kind of our end goal with everything we do. Got it. Got it. And just a disclaimer for everybody who's, uh, you know, listening to this podcast, I think Isaac has worked on SEO even before Google existed. Uh, so, so he really knows the ins and out of SEO. Um, uh, thanks a lot for sharing, uh, you know, your background and, and the kind of things that you do with healthcare businesses. Uh, would love to learn a little bit about your journey, you know, from experiencing the internet bubble and seeing the internet companies from being formed to building an agency for doctors. What has that journey really been like? Where did it all start? Yeah, so in the late 90s, I was I was fresh out of, uh, just graduated from the University of California, Santa Cruz. I majored in uh, business economics. And that's kind of when I was, I was born and raised in Santa Monica, California. So I went back to live in Santa Monica, and that's when things were kind of starting to grow with the internet. So I got a job early. It was in 1999. It was at a it was at a, a hobby online hobby e-commerce store, and they had a lot of funding. They had a lot of rounds of, of funding, um, so they had a lot of money to play with. So they they really scaled up huge right away. They were hiring everybody. So it it was cool. It was my entryway. It was my entryway into online, and um, got to learn about. Um, also got to learn about affiliate marketing because uh, I was actually in affiliate marketing. I was a affiliate marketing coordinator. So I got to learn about, about uh, affiliate marketing early on. This was in 99 and um, <clears throat> learned about super affiliates and how valuable they are to uh, some, some companies, some online companies. 
And um, so that was very rewarding. That was a great experience. And that was back, yeah, that was back in 99. Um, from there, from there, I uh, was hired into an agency in the year 2000. Um, and, and that was also in West LA. So, you know, I, I kind of had a lot of geographical luck w which were, with where I was. Because right. I'm on the west side in Los Angeles in the late '90s and early 2000s, and that's when there was a lot of a lot of growth happening in, in tech. There, there were a lot a lot of uh, a lot of people were moving out there from the East Coast. You know, very talented people starting businesses or they were joining businesses, and um, so it was a lot of ge geographical luck being in that area, and. Um, and uh, yeah, so it, it was great at the agency. I got to learn about, um, I started off doing graphic design. Um, we had some really big brands to work with, really fun brands like uh, like the shoe company Vans was one of them. Right. Um, so I, I was doing I was doing graphic design for them and uh, some other clients, travel clients in the year 2000, 2001. Got it, got it. And how did you come into the healthcare world? I'm curious to learn about that. Well, well, um, before that, um, the SEO, the SEO kind of, kind of um, came into play too, and this was in the, about the year two thousand one ish. Uh, was when um, there was a need for we we had an SEO department. Someone was departing, so there was a need for for a new SEO person. So SEO back in two thousand one, where you're an ad agency, um, a full service ad agency, that's not the sexiest thing to do. You know, there there's a lot more fun, exciting, vibrant things happening in ad buying. In graphic design, um, so SEO is kind of um, you know put those guys in a corner and, uh, and 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 let them do their geeky techy stuff. So I was kind of the only one who really really put my hand up, um, and then I got in there uh, doing SEO. And yeah, this was pre Google, so we we, we worked with uh, Alta Vista. You know, we're getting clients ranked ranked on Alta Vista, Look Smart, Lycos. Right. Types of sites. Um, we actually had a software called Web Position Gold that we used to index sites. See, now you don't really have to obviously use Web Position anymore because <laughs> sites are going to get found pretty quick if they're set up correctly uh, by Google. So, um, so yeah, it was it it, it was uh, the, the very early days um, when Google came around. We were all we we're all a little so we we're all a little taken aback by how clean it was, by how simple it was. It was just a search. That was it. With quick and the results were quick. Whereas these other these other search engines were more like portals. They had news. They had email. Um, they had a lot more going on on the homepage. I, the Google was it was a disruption to that because it was just a it was just a page with a search feature on front. Right. Um, so so it it. It, it it was a, a it was a sensory change, but but you could really see uh, the potential right away. Got it, got it. So in a, in some sense, you saw the SEO trend very early on, and uh, I think uh, that's a great thing because you picked on to the skill uh, much earlier, even before it became a trend that you know SEO was becoming a thing. Uh, but I'm I'm curious to learn. You know, you were working on SEO even before Google. Now, for me, for somebody like me who's who's again coming from a marketing background, uh, that's that's you know exciting for me because I'm I first thing that comes to my mind is I, I really want to know what SEO was before Google, right? Uh, uh, so curious to learn. Can you tell us a little bit about what was yeah. different in terms of so, SEO for Google? 
So SEO was, was right about, was all about content before. It was just about content. You could just, you could produce a uh, hundred pages uh, with the, with the keyword, with the, with the, with an H1 tag and a title tag, and you could get ranked all about content. And then the page, the, the page rank came into play um, with incoming links and the quality of those links. But the first, like the first year, it was all about, it was all about content. So it, it was pretty ugly. Some of the results you'd get sometimes were pretty ugly and messy where you type in a keyword, say you wanted a, you know, you you wanted red running shoes, and you would get a you would get pages that were were just a lot of keyword stuffing, right. uh, not really valuable content, and you would get the same thing. You know, you'd get the same thing maybe two or three times um, in a row. Um, so it was pretty ugly, and I think Google Google recognized that right away, and then they and then they um, they made probably their biggest ever change to to the to the algorithm early on, which was the importance of incoming backlinks and where those are coming from. Right. And and they open they open that that whole arena. Got it. And and when you say SEO was just content, I mean, what what search engines were you doing SEO for? Well, it was well when Google when Google came along, we were still doing it for those other ones. I mean, we never thought those ones were going to go away. Right. We 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 thought those had those were going to stick around, you know, because they, they they were early adopters. They were in there early, but obviously they you know they started trailing off. And then it became, it just turned more into Google, MSN, Yahoo, um, you know, MSN turned into Bing. Um, and now, yeah, so, and, and it was kind of funny because um, another thing too was how you communicated with these, these, these search engines before, they were a lot smaller before. You could actually kind of communicate with people, with people there. For example, reciprocal linking was a big thing. You know, after the after the importance of incoming links, so then reciprocal linking around, you know, 2004 to 2005 ish, 2006 was was a big thing. Um, so, you know, we, we had a site that was doing that because it was it was legal back then, um, and they were doing that, and then they got they just disappeared from 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 uh, MSN. Right. Um, well, I was able to go on a forum and and contact MSN. And ask them, hey, my site got. I still remember the 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 hash the the the, the handle was MSN dude. <laughs> MSN dude was the handle. He was the spokesman for MSN back in 2005. Right. So, um, and I and I asked him, hey, this site got banned. Can you help me out? And he said, yeah, I'll get back to you. And he looked at, it, he said, yeah, you know, you got to take off the reciprocal linking, the reciprocal linking page. So we took it off, told them, and it got back up. So it was kind of funny how you could you could do that back then. Obviously now the sites have uh, right. have grown so huge and it's very it's you can't really communicate <laughs> directly with anybody. Absolutely, no, I completely agree, and and you know it's exciting to know that uh, you know of course I was not uh, hands on probably back then, but uh, uh, you know it's exciting to know how things have changed and technology has come a long way, uh, especially in terms of SEO. Um, just a follow on question, uh, uh, you know, in terms of that. Uh, when we speak about SEO, does it, you know, at least today, does it uh, involve a lot of, even today, does it involve a lot of content writing for educating or is it just, you know, let's say on page, off page, for page SEO for dentists? What are your thoughts on that? Well, no, I mean, it, the content is important because time, time on site is important. So, you know, that's one of the factors for getting ranks is, is how long people are on the site. So if they're, if they're, um, if they're spending time, 
you know, I, I mean, I just read an article the other day. Um, I was, I, it, it took me 30 minutes to read. I was on my phone. It was a, it took me 30 minutes to read. So, you know, that's a 30 minute time on, on one page. Google's going to see something like that and be, and, and they're going to value it high because they want to give a good experience to people who use Google. I mean, they're, they're a for-profit business at the end of the day. Right. It's not, it's not, it's not, it's not a service that's just provided, um, um, you know, arbitrarily. It is a for-profit business. So they want people to be happy. They want people to, the results that they find, they, they want them to, um, Absolutely. they want them to, to enjoy it. And one re and one way to, to measure if they enjoy it or not is how long they're on it. So yeah, content, content is important. Um, I mean, I, I know some, some SEO people, when they are researching, if they want to get ranked for a certain term, they'll maybe take the first 10 results and they'll run it through a tool and they'll see the, the average length of content right. for each of those, each of those topics. And they'll, and it'll show the longest and the shortest. So there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of tools like that out there. And that's, that's one of the factors. Got it. Got it. So, and um, but yeah. to, to stop you real quick too, I mean, content is also video. So video is a form of content. Um, and, and that's, that's a great experience too. You sometimes you can explain something on a video by visually showing it in 10 seconds. That would, it would take a minute of text and it would maybe confuse people sometimes. So video, video is huge as well. So uh, do you mean to say that video does contribute to SEO? Yeah, it de definitely does. Got it. it helps the overall experience. Got it. Got it. Okay. And you know, you've been working with doctors and dentists and healthcare professionals for so yeah. long. Of course, uh, you know, while there is no right or straightforward answer for this, but what have you seen as, you know, an average time for anybody to sort of start ranking at least on the first page, if, if they sort of consciously start uh, making efforts towards SEO? Okay. So, you know, there's usually some wins right in the first month or two. Right. Um, you know, there, there's some terms that, um, there's some terms you can hit in the first, uh, in the first couple of months, you know, that, that are going to get a little traffic and that, and that, um, and, and that you can, you can discover, um, and those, whenever we start off with keyword research, you know, we can, we can end up like in a totally other place of, of the types of words we're finding. Sometimes we'll find words that um, they don't want to use those words. You know, maybe they're maybe they're they're kind of a they're not medical terms. They're more of a of a slang type word. For example, rhinoplasty and nose job right. is an example. And um, maybe you don't really want to mention nose job on the site, but you can do a blog article about why nose job is not is not the appropriate term anymore. Right. And that's an indirect way of getting ranked for for nose job. So that's just an example of, of some of the things that, uh, um, you know, it, it takes a lot of, it takes a lot of human, uh, it, it, it takes a lot of human thought. You can't, you can't just throw these things all in, all in tools and have it spit out. Um, so you, the first couple months to, to answer your question, there are definitely wins, but it takes a lot of, it takes a lot of thought, um, right. initially, um, you want to get the keyword research done right initially, because also, if you're kind of lazy on the keyword research initially, you could be targeting uh, keywords that are either impossible to get ranked for or ones that um, aren't really going to help the bottom line, that, the end line, which is, I told you before, digital, you know, digital growth. 
right. client acquisition. Right. So, um, so you, you, so the first the first week is very intense when you get a, a new SEO client. There's a lot of there's a lot of hours in that first week. Got it. Got it. And just a follow up question on that. You mentioned a very interesting point, saying that uh, uh, it's it's very important to get your keyword research right. So a lot of times when we speak to businesses, you know, for them keyword research is all about going into keyword planner, identifying the keyword. Uh, and you know, you might see that there is competition which is low or high. What else do you think is important to sort of keep in mind when you're doing your keyword research? Uh, just to at least safely assume that okay, we are heading in the right direction. So, is this specifically keyword research, or just just overall onboarding of clients? Uh, just keyword research uh, is is what uh, we, you know, of course, during onboarding, I'm assuming mm-hmm. you do a lot more uh, sort of intensive exercise. Mm-hmm. But on keyword research itself, yeah. is it just the keyword planner, or is there anything beyond that? Um, you know, there's there's just industry knowledge helps. Um, mm-hmm. Having industry knowledge helps. I think I think if um, as well ready as you can be on on um, the services that they're doing right. um, helps. For example, like podcasts are awesome because there's a podcast out there about every industry, right. um, and then finding those podcasts and you know maybe you're learning about uh, you know maybe you're learning about some machine that. Um, isn't the most exciting thing to learn about, you know, maybe it's, it, 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 it's some, it's some type of, a it, it's some type of industrial machine. Um, right. you know, you can find a podcast that usually talks about it and you can kind of, and you can kind of see everything that's going on around that and that industry. And, and that's going to help you. That's going to help you develop keywords because you can't just act ask the client, right. um, you know, educate me about everything that you do. Absolutely. That's that's your job as well. You need to bring something to the table as well. So, absolutely, the, the more things you can bring to the table are good. And also regarding keywords too is like I said, it, it can take time to get ranked, right? So right. maybe it's a service or a procedure or a laser machine that they don't have yet that they will have that they will offer. Right. Say say if they're going to be getting a certain type of a, a certain type of device in three months. Now's the time to kind of start writing about it and get it on the site and start to get it ranked. Cause by the time they put that thing, they buy it, they have it ready to rock. You know, you want them to be ranked for it. Absolutely. If anybody calls before and says, I want that procedure, can I have it? Then they just explain, yes, it'll be available on this date. Right. Absolutely. Well, that makes a lot of sense. So uh, I think like you said, SEO takes time, but if you know you're going to do something, start investing in it today. Uh, it's, it's anyway going to take a little longer. Got it. Okay, and uh, you know, talking about SEO, I think everybody's goal with SEO, of course, is uh, to start listing and start showing up in the first page, first result. But if we had to take a step further, what's you know, what have you seen working with healthcare businesses? What's really the goal behind having a website and trying to make it rank? Is it <clears throat> trying to reduce phone calls and getting patients to book online? Is it just a touch point uh, for a brand recall? Uh, what what have you seen, and what do you suggest should be the goal? Okay, so you know the the spectrum of uh, if we talk specifically about medical practices, the spectrum the spectrum is very large because there's you have you can have a medical uh, Medicare practice, and then you can have a plastic surgeon um, who it's a thirty thousand dollar procedure. So the so they have to be handled differently. You know, if, if there's somebody who um, 
who uh, they they have a emergency dental issue and they have and they have uh, and they have medical, you know that can be that's there's going to be less thought for that for that patient. There's going to be less thought in going to you uh, to your practice and using you. There's going to be the sales cycle is going to be very short for them. It's going to be a uh, less than a day. Right. However, if it's somebody doing wanting to get a a, a mommy makeover, um, then that's a twenty thousand dollar procedure. If it's now a procedure, they might they might start off. You know, that's a longer sales cycle. That's a year or two. Right. That's six months. That's three months. And also, that might actually start off from just getting Botox, going in to get Botox, and then maybe going in to get um, skin rejuvenation, and then it kind of turns into the mommy makeover. So, right. Those calls need to be handled differently. Um, some of them can be automated a little more, but some of them need a lot of exp explanation because the medical uh, field is um, a, a lot of the innovations are every year. There's more and more innovation, right. so people are don't people aren't aware, um, really educated on exactly what some of these machines do. Right. Um, and, and some of these procedures do so. There's a lot of education. If, if you're going to be, if you're going to be spending twenty thousand dollars. That's almost like you're purchasing a, an automobile. You know, you're gonna, right. you're not gonna want to be handled all automated buying an automobile. You know, you're gonna want to speak to somebody, and you're gonna want them to show you it, and get and uh, test test drive. So, so yeah, um, it's all it's all case by case basis. Um, but the, the art of the art of um, uh, incoming handling, the handling of incoming calls, you know, is is something that needs to be, um, you know, it's 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 its own service. Right. You know, it's not it's not something to just um, kind of put on someone's desk. Um, it, it's its own service. It's all business happens at the point of sale, so it's right. it's crucial. The doctor can't answer every call. The office manager can't answer every call. Um, so who's going to, who's going to handle those other calls? What, what is their motivation? Right. Um, and, and, and what is their drive and, um, you know, how knowledgeable are they about the products? Yeah, if you're going to, if you're, like I said about the automobile, if you're going to go buy an automobile right. and the sales person shown it to you and they don't know how to open the trunk, they don't know how to move the seat back. You're going to, you know, you're going to be a little hesitant. This is the same thing with yeah. calling a practice or answering questions. If they don't really know certain things, you're going to be hesitant. Got it. Got it. Absolutely. No, that makes a lot of sense. And uh, uh, I think what you've highlighted is that if you're doing good at SEO, you've got to go a step further and make sure you're prepared to handle all that volume, not just online, but probably that'll start ringing your phones a lot more. Got it. Great. And and you know what what is the role of reviews in SEO? Do you think it, it, they play a massive role in in your SEO? It's it's the third the third most important thing for local SEO, you know, is is the reviews. So I mean, just as far as local SEO, we're talking about the maps. I mean, the most important thing is is the signals you get from the Google My Business the, the from the Google My Business page, as in terms of proximity, as in terms of the category and the keywords. Um, and then next is the link signals. Is that incoming links? Um, and then third is reviews. So like I said, Google, Google wants to, they want people coming back. They don't want to, they're not going to rank the, um, they're, they're going to rank the, the high performers, you know, high, um, cause they want people to use Google and be happy. If, if people are going to Google 
they're finding bad vendors or have bad experience, they're going to be like, well, you know what? Maybe I'll look on Yelp next time. Maybe maybe I'll look on uh, next door next time. So, so yeah, it, it's the. I mean, that's your question. It's the third most important thing as of last year. The Got third it. most important thing. Got it. So it's also in a way sort of uh, uh, aligned. With and, and that's for local. Uh, that's for local SEO. Yeah, the local it. pack. Got it. So it's also in a way aligned with you know Google's goal that if they've got to keep performing well, they've got to keep showing relevant results, and for that you need to have reviews so that Google can prioritize who to show. Got it. And and yeah, you know, you know and it's it's crazy too because some some industries are harder to get reviews in. Some are easy. You know, you go to you see any restaurant, they have a thousand reviews. Some businesses, like for example, a, a hospice a hospice business, it's hard to get reviews for that. It's yeah. very it's very hard to get reviews for for a hospice. Right. You know, how do you how do you ask for review after the experience they right. just had? So, right. um, so yeah. So some businesses, some industries. That's the thing I noticed. Some industries, it's easy to get reviews. Some, it's it's nearly impossible. Um, and then you just you just do your best to manage them. If poor reviews come in, you know you try to get to the you try to get to the bottom of of, of why the review came in. There's, you can contest them. Absolutely. Um, as well and uh, just stay on stay on top of those absolutely yeah i would completely agree with you and, and i think that's a great point that you highlight because that'll help the owner of the business also understand that maybe in my industry it's hard uh i i can recall just last week we we onboarded a customer in the diagnostics industry a diagnostic center and uh, uh when we were speaking to them we were talking about automating review requests and they said we don't want to automate review requests we want to send it from a case-to-case -case basis and, and, and when we asked them that, why do you want to do that? They said that if because the result wasn't, you know, in favor of the person who's come in for the diagnostics, so then it, it doesn't make sense to ask for a review. Uh, and it doesn't look good, right? Got so, it. yeah. Um, all right. And uh, uh, just to understand, you know, I think we've spoken about reviews and the performance. Uh, is it also important, just the way it's important to keep generating new reviews time and again, is it also important to keep up with the content and sort of keep the content fresh and updated time and again, or is it like a thing that you, you can sort of do it once and then think about implementing and uh, putting energies in other things? I mean, I mean, you could do your core content just once. Um, mm -hmm. If you do a good job on your core content, you could do that just once, but you still want to add to it. You know, like it's it's great if um, if there's a service you do that's very important to maybe intersperse a video, um, intersperse a video within within the content, or also maybe some case studies mm -hmm. um, or some photos, and then also um, like I said, you know, it is your core it, it is your core content. If it's written well, um, you don't really need to rewrite it. You know, if you can expound on it somehow, um, you know, that's good, but but like I said, in the medical field, in the dental field, there's always, there's every year, there's a, a lot of new things coming out um, and, and there's new information coming out. So right. keep, keep, keep people updated because when they choose to go to a dental practice, they look on the site, they want to make sure it's, uh, it's, it's hygienic, it's clean, it's modern. Right. They want to see those things, you know, because that means a good experience. That means that means a, a, a pain-free experience. That means a trustworthy experience. So you want to show all those things. So the more technology you're talking about, new technology, that means less pain. That means less downtime. 
I mean, for example, PRP and dental implants, you know, you're getting dental implants and then they're injecting uh, and then they're doing the PRP injection into your gums. Right. That's going to help healing. That's going to help pain. That's going to help downtime. So those are things that, um, you know, are important to, to show and talk sedation as well, right. you know, is important too. So people, people feel, um, people feel more, um, and, and anything going on with the staff as well. You know, the doctor, he's getting, he's getting C, he's doing a C, some C, uh, you know, he, he's, he's learning new things from C courses and kind of showing that. So, right. I mean, if I'm looking for a dentist, um, and I, my family's going to go there and my children will go there. I, I want to see, I would like to see these things. Cause then I know they're going to get, I know they're going to get it uh, more taken care of. Got it. Got it. So that, I, in uh, keeping that thought in mind, I'm assuming that during COVID, you would have had to do a lot of content work for your clients in the dental world because you would have had to update a lot of COVID restrictions, guidelines, etc. Yeah, yeah. Basically, on all our sites, on the top above the menu, we put a top, right. a top bar with a COVID, uh, COVID announcement, and 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 a COVID, uh, um, a COVID landing page, just discussing um, kind of all the protocols that we're doing, and you know, some dentists they. They um, they went very aggressive. They they bought you know different devices in their office to kind of suck in the mist um, at, at the at the dental chair. Right. Different uh, different air filters, air purifiers, different P, uh, PPE, PPE. So right. um, yeah, so you know it was it was kind of survival mode for some businesses. Um, Absolutely. You know, the, one of the things about dental, though, is that obviously, like, it is it is an emergency. It is an emergency service they provide. So um, you can't really, really close every dental office during COVID because people still have dental emergencies. So well, that makes a lot of sense. And uh, I think, as I said, I personally learned so many things from you today. Uh, I'm sure so is the audience. Uh, they're going to learn a lot of things from you. Uh, really think about uh, you know, evaluating or sort of when they're working with an agency or with a company, what they need to think about, right? So I think that's definitely going to be helpful for the audience as well. Um, is there anything else that you would like to share with the audience and, and what's the best way to get in touch with you? The well, best way to get in touch with me is um, our website. It's Proactive SEO Solutions. Uh, you know, we've been doing SEO for, I've been doing it for 20 years. Um, and uh, this, our company's been around for ten years, so works with a lot of a lot of uh, doctors, uh, dentists in the medical sector, but um, additional business as well. You know, transportation, um, even even sports. And speaking of sports, um, yeah. So you asked the question about basketball. Um, that's kind of how I got my first uh, client <laughs> on my own was was through playing basketball because I was in a basketball league in in Westwood called the Westwood Rec League. Um, and uh, we played against a team of it was it was half dentists on the other yeah. team, and uh, so it, it was cool how it happened organically. Right. And the friendships happened organically, and then um, and then it's like, oh, okay, oh, you do SEO? I'm looking for looking for an SEO person. Back then, there was a lot less people doing SEO. Right. Um, so so it, it it was cool how it started organically. So you know. It, it's just a good way to network. I, I didn't really realize at the time that I was networking, but right. I was kind of, I was just doing things that I like to do that involved being around other people. So I just encourage everybody to, to, to do those types of things. 
it's one thing going to networking events, but it's another thing do, doing hobbies that you like to do. Absolutely. Um, that you're truly passionate, no matter how good you are at them. And, um, and that's how you can meet people and you have more of, kind of more of a common interest. Absolutely. No, I completely agree. And, uh, you know, it's funny because uh, I'm sure that when people ask others, uh, typically when we ask people, how did you get your first client? A lot of them will say, hey, it came through a referral. It came, uh, we had to hustle. We had to reach out to people, write email. <laughs> uh, and and, and yeah. then I'm sure you're going to say that, hey, I was just playing with them, playing, playing a game of basketball with them and I got my first client through that. That's, that's great. Funny, huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah. All right. Uh, I think this has been a super helpful uh, session and, uh, you know, uh, very educational one for me, especially. I'm sure that we're going to get a lot of feedback from our audience as well, and, and they're going to enjoy the session. So thanks a lot again for doing and being part of the show, Isaac. I really enjoyed my conversation with you today. Awesome. Have a great, have a great day, and we'll talk soon. Absolutely. Thank you. For sure. Thanks for listening to another episode of Emitter's Podcast. Want to learn how you can reduce your new patient missed calls and grow your practice by 40% today? Take a look at emitrr.com.